Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church. My name is uh, Pastor Joel Hess, and uh, I have the privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to support the ministry, the mission that God is doing here in the uh, Lincoln Park area through St. James, please go to our website and uh, donate online. Thanks for listening. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. How's everybody's Christmas decorating going? Are you all decorated like this church is, or uh, do you wait a while? Anybody? How's everybody doing? Is everybody totally decorated out there, big decorators? Can, you can't wait, can you? Let's be honest, right? Right? Uh, and and don't, don't worry about those Baja bugs people, right? The ones that are kind of like, oh, Christmas, it starts too soon. I can't take it. We're already celebrating Christmas. Like, it's a great holiday. Let's enjoy it. Life is too short. Let's enjoy Christmas. Never feel guilty about celebrating Christmas too often or too soon. My goodness, it's about Jesus, God's love, Christ being born for goodness sakes. Anyhow, I'll get off that. So, uh, But I love this uh, church already ready to go for Christmas. But uh, it's a lot of work, though. And, you know, of course, we put our decorations out, but ultimately as Christians, why are we decorating our houses? Why are we putting the reds and the greens everywhere? Uh, you're probably asking yourself this, by the way, while you're working hard, slaving over your, your house. Why am I doing this? Uh, well, we do it because we're celebrating the most wonderful gift in the world, a king given to us. More than that, king that laid down his life for us and picked it up again for us. And in him we have forgiveness, and in him we have eternal life. That's what we're celebrating. That's why we're putting the lights everywhere and, and making beautiful decorations, putting green everywhere. Green represents the evergreen, represents evergreen. Literally, of all the trees, uh, it's the evergreen, right, that does not die. It's always green. Why? Because in Christ we have life even when winter comes. We have life. That's why we decorate everything with evergreen. It represents Jesus, what we have in him. So decorate away as we welcome the king who's coming. And that reminds us really of the first decorations for Christmas. Of course, this is after Jesus' birth, but the people had seen Jesus do these amazing miracles. They had seen him raise the dead, give legs to the lame, eyes to the blind. And so when he got on that on that cult here, as, as Luke tells us in chapter 19, people had high expectations. They really did. They assumed that Jesus coming in on this cult, coming into Jerusalem, the capital city of Israel, they knew this meant one thing. He was coming as what? A king. Because that's the only way kings come in. They come in on this white cult. This is how a, kings would come in. Solomon came into the kingdom like this. David did riding a cult. It meant one thing, and Jesus knew it. He knew that that's exactly what he was signifying when he said, go get that cult, put me on it. And the people knew it too. The people that were healed by him. The people who were poor and, you know, impoverished, who saw hope in him, 
The people who were tired of Rome being in charge of Israel and the soldiers going through the streets and doing what they wanted to to them. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, a savior to get rid of Rome and to lift us up from our impoverished condition. So when Jesus got on that horse, do you think they were excited? Yeah. Do you think they put out Christmas decorations? In a sense, they laid down what? Robes, their own clothes, clothing, palm branches. We usually celebrate the same text on what day? Palm Sunday. That's yeah, a no-brainer. Palm, palms, Palm Sunday. But what a great text, I think, for Christmas because it's the same idea. Jesus is coming. See? Let's decorate our house. Let's decorate the place up. And that's what they did for Jesus, right? But somebody didn't like it. Someone didn't want Jesus to be king. Did you notice that? Who was it? It was the people who all were already kings, see? <laughs> now, they said they wanted a king. The Pharisees, the chief priests, the leaders of Israel, they said they wanted God to come. They said they were looking for a Messiah, but... Uh, they were doing pretty well for themselves. They were in charge. People admired them. Yeah, Rome was in charge officially, but Rome let them make their own laws, you see. The Roman governor, Pilate, allowed for the Pharisees and the chief priests to do all the real leadership. So, no, they weren't truly in charge, but they kind of were, and they liked it. And so when Jesus came in on that donkey, and they saw that he was clearly saying he was king, they didn't like it, did they? I love what they say to Jesus because they know that Jesus is being sacrilegious, by the way, right? And they also know, they also know this. If Rome got hold, if Rome heard that someone was proclaiming to be king, they'd come in and wipe everybody down and they take away their little comfy position of power, see? And so they look at Jesus and they say, teacher, order your disciples to stop. This is a little crazy. It sounds like a coup. Jesus says this, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out, not the rolling stones. Because Jesus is, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, he is king. Fact. Well, we re always read these stories about those Pharisees and those chief priests and those people that didn't like Jesus. And here we are decorating for Jesus. Oh, we, we're big on welcoming the king, right? We're decorating our houses. We're putting the Christmas trees up, celebrating Christmas correctly. We're not saying Xmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, not here. But maybe we are kind of like those Pharisees. Do we really want Jesus to be king? You really want that? We say we do. I was talking to a buddy yesterday down at the Christmas fest there, and a uh, great guy, and he was talking about where he worked, and uh, they're putting up Christmas decorations, and they're putting up reindeer, and they got a memo from the company. It's a big company, and it said, watch out, you know, you probably can't have reindeer or something like that, anything that signifies 
that it's Christmas that you're celebrating. It has to be a general holiday. Anybody familiar with anybody having that happen in their company? <laughs> so the guy's just saying like, what, a reindeer? You know, it is Christmas. You know, and I'm not, a, you know, we're talking about how people shouldn't be offended and all this stuff. And you hear people go off and off about this. And it is crazy, is it not? You know, how we're so touchy-feely and we can't decorate a certain way to signify that we're celebrating Christmas. We don't want to offend anybody. I get that. But Christians can be also, we can be, boy, we'll, we'll, we'll draw lines in the sand about this sort of stuff, won't we? Well, I'm going to decorate it how I want to. I'm going to say Merry Christmas all that I want. I'm not going to say Happy Holidays. And when someone greets me at the store with Happy Holidays, I'm going to say Merry Christmas to you. How's that for a witness, by the way, as a Christian? <laughs> And it's a good argument. It is silly. It's ridiculous. We're living in a bizarre world of incredible violence and anger, and yet we're the most cautious about offending anybody ever. But let's say this, brothers and sisters in Christ, as we're busy decorating, don't worry about whether you can say Merry Christmas. Don't worry about whether you can put Christmas decorations up at work. If you really do have a king who's Jesus, decorate yourself with acts of Christ. Who cares about the colors you have or you have reindeer? Are you loving your neighbor? Is Jesus truly your king And how you speak? And how you act. Those are the decorations worthy of the King who has come, Jesus Christ. Are you forgiving those who offend you? Are you loving your enemy? Are you praying for the person that you don't look forward to seeing every morning when you go to work or at that Christmas gathering? <laughs> That's how we decorate ourselves for the King. That's how we say Merry Christmas to the world. Not with our decorations, but with our words, our actions, and our forgiving, and of our sharing with others that there is hope in this crazy world, that there is peace in this violent world, and that this same Jesus who came to die and rise for us is coming again. And if you think Christmas is a lot of fun, man, there's a Christmas that's coming when there will not be an absent seat at that table and the resurrected will hang out and enjoy a feast. We say we're welcoming a king. We laugh at the Pharisees, but we don't decorate ourselves as if Jesus is king. Why? Because in the end, the very essence of sin is that we want to be king. That's what Eve did and Adam when they took that fruit. They wanted to be God, right? And that's the very kernel of every wrong deed and desire that we have is that we want to be king. And no matter how Christian we are, there's something in us that rejects rejects Jesus as king. We don't like to be told what to do, right? <laughs> we don't like someone else telling us how we're supposed to behave. We hate it when he tells us, don't do that, don't do that. We want to serve ourselves, just like those Pharisees. Let us repent this advent of our lacking 
of truly decorating for the king, of our faults, of our false worship, quite frankly, of Jesus as king and the way we act and we live. But the good news is this, same old good news. This king who the people said, come, we want a king. This king who the Pharisees rejected, he came all right, and he took that donkey, and he went all the way to Jerusalem, and they hung him on a cross. And everybody left him because it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, a king on a cross, a failed campaign, if there ever was one. And yet, that's why our king came. And that's ultimately what Christmas is all about is a king who did not come to tell us what to do, to judge us in the end. No, as he says in John chapter 3, right? God loved the world so much that he sent his only son, not to condemn the world, but to save it. And there Christ did it. The greatest Christmas gift ever given. God laid down his life for his people who rejected him. You and me, those Pharisees, those disciples. And in him we have total forgiveness which is insane, of our lack of decorating truly in our lives, of our rebellion and our self-centeredness, Jesus decorated himself with our sins so that in holy baptism, he decorates you more gloriously than any Christmas tree. But in holy baptism, he decorated Chalpan and he decorated you and me with his own clothing, divine, clean, righteous, forgiven. Holy cow. There's no more beautiful Christmas decoration in the world than what I see right now as I look at you. <laughs> Decorated by the blood of Christ, given hope and peace. May we indeed with our lives wish the world Merry Christmas this Advent. In Jesus' name, amen.